You're listening to episode 151 of the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we talk about a new way to be a leader, not just in the world, but in your own life. Welcome to the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we explore how to use the science of psychology, Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and compassion, and the game-changing work of self-coaching so you can free your mind and free your life. I'm your host, Anna Verzoni. Hey, hey, Rebels. How has your week been? I just wrapped up the first retreat of the 2023 Adventure Mastermind, and it was epic. I know I always say that, but it always is. Like We were kayaking with dolphins, snorkeling with manta rays at night. People had huge breakthroughs, not just during the altered states journey, right? This is why I include the adventures. So on these outer adventures as well. So I'm really looking forward to the next few months with this group. It was incredible. We're going to have an amazing fucking time. So get on the wait list, y'all, at adventuremastermind.com. And you'll hear about the dates for the next cohort, okay? There's already a wait list, so get on it yourself. All right. And oh, and then I'll be able to tell you about the, the dates as soon as they're released and the locations and all of that kind of stuff. All right. So listen, if you've already done the mastermind, I'm planning an alumni one somewhere spectacular for those who've already had their journey so we can just pick up where we left off and dive even deeper. So these are all good things I'm super excited about. Anyway, I planned this whole day of downtime after the retreat, but then my flight got changed. So I had to frantically pack because I lost like 12 hours of packing time and I had to be ready to leave early the next day. It was crazy. So I have to do a replay this week because my schedule got all kinds of wonky and I'm back in Alaska. I'm enjoying this fresh dusting of snow we got just after I landed last night and I'm getting ready for Wake the Fuck Up Wednesday starting in about an hour. So this is a short one, probably one of the shortest ever but it packs a punch because it calls us all, no matter how painful our childhood or how difficult life has been for us, to step back into having sovereignty in our lives and in how we have an impact on others. May it be of benefit. Okay, y'all. So, hey, before I dive into today's topic, I just have to give a shout out to Liv who posted an amazing review for the Rebel Buddhist podcast on iTunes. They said, a gold mine. Anna has a special way of getting right to the heart of our problems and then offering real remedies. Her teachings are deceptively simple, but are expert in a way that can only come from years of study and experience. My life has actually changed rapidly in only a few months, thanks to the unique precision of her teachings on complex issues like self-doubt, purpose, routine, the balance of material and spirituality and others. I'm so grateful for these profound lessons and I truly hope they reach all the people who need them. Liv, thank you so much for that heartfelt review. And I want to say, y'all, these warm my heart and keep me going with the pod. So Liv, I'm so glad you found some tools here that have helped you. And I know you've emailed us and I just want to thank you for your kind emails as well. You're a stand-up human being. And if y'all are feeling the love, feel free to head over to iTunes and post a review. It makes a big difference with helping others to see the pod when they're searching, okay? So thanks in advance. That would be awesome. All right, let's get to today's topic, which I love because in a way it's about being a leader 
in this world and in our own lives. And I don't mean someone who is at the front lines of battle or the CEO of an organization per se, although the concepts today can certainly apply to that. I mean taking the lead in your life and in the world around you on the daily. I mean, when you don't just walk into a room or situation or onto a bus or into a meeting and take the temperature of the room like a thermometer, sussing out the vibe so you can see how you should respond, right? See if it's welcoming or fun or positive or kind of scary and negative and letting that affect you and change you. But rather, you walk into a room and you become the thermostat, turning the vibe into what you see would be most skillful at the time. So here's an example that many of us have experienced. Maybe it'll make more sense with this. You're on a plane and all of a sudden the plane drops into an air pocket and it gets all wobbly and a few people gasp and the bell dings and they ask everyone to sit down and fasten seatbelts, right? And what do you do? I know what I do. Once I fasten my seatbelt, you bet your ass you'll find me looking at the flight attendant. I figure I can read people well. And if they're looking calm, I can spy if they were like faking it or if they legit looked calm. And if they're calm, I give myself permission to let go and not stress. And I also run through the stats in my brain about how planes going down to turbulence is like almost unheard of these days. But anyway, so the flight attendant is not the thermometer just assessing the scene's temperature and vibe and letting it lead to some reactionary behavior like running around frantically checking on everyone, they become a thermostat with the ability to impact the people around them. I mean, I don't know if this is actually a part of their training, but it's gotta be, right? Like if there's turbulence, don't freak out because you will cause panic, right? You are the thermostat. You impact the entire room, the entire plane. A thermometer, on the other hand, is like a mirror. It reflects what's going on and it's variable depending on what's going on. It's reactionary. Now, Roger Ailes, I think, coined the phrase, be a thermostat and not a thermometer. Or at least that's where I first heard it referenced from. This is often used when referencing business leadership, But I want to invite us to apply this to our daily lives and how we want to lead in our own communities and in how we show up. What if we realized we were the emotional thermostats of those we come into contact with? I've seen this so often when I've walked into a stressful situation. Okay, so one of my superpowers is being calm in a super stressful situation. And I mean, it has to be like super stressful because things like traffic or running late or something, I'm not so much so calm. But I mean like disasters or emergencies and epics. It's like something in me turns on and I'm able to take a step back and see a bigger picture. Like when I worked in the ER and a new trauma came in. And I want to say this does not work for me in emergencies involving animals. I become totally useless and start to cry if an animal is suffering, which is why I never became a vet. But human suffering... I got you. Okay. All right. Or like when I was a midwife and I would come into a birth that was full of stress or tension or things weren't going that well and the family and the nurses were really anxious. Or when I was guiding, there was like a major rock fall or an avalanche was set off or a boat flips or something. 
And one of the things I often hear from clients is, when you walked in the room, I felt a shift. And you've all been in a room where that happens, right? You're sitting in the room, somebody walks in and something shifts. Now, I'm not saying I'm anything special. I'm telling you this because you do it too. You impact a room when you walk in. You may just not be aware of that. And the degree to which you do is up to you. It just so happened to be that my professions required it of me to be able to shift the temperature of a scenario, right? Like the flight attendant. And in those particular situations, I was lucky because it felt natural to me in those situations, but not always. Sometimes I had to fake it because I knew that if I lost it, everyone else would too. But eventually it became easier, right? More natural, more and more. This capacity we all have is well known in Buddhism. Thich Nhat Hanh once said, when the crowded refugee boats met with some storms or pirates, if everyone panicked, all would be lost. But if even one person remained calm and centered, it was enough. They showed the way for everyone to survive. And I'm just going to take a moment here to pause and say thank you and give a deep bow to Tai, to Thich Nhat Hanh, for being such an amazing teacher. So he shares this, right? If even one person remained calmed and centered, they showed the way for everyone to survive. It was enough. And this is one of the reasons we practice, right? Why we meditate or do yoga or listen to podcasts and learn to free our minds from getting hooked by emotions and false beliefs that are more like thermometers and are reactionary based on whatever's going on or what we think is going on. To be able to be that person that Thich Nhat Hanh talks about, to be a touch of calm in the center of this storm of life, or to be the touch of positivity or of humor or of hope, of kindness, of love. We all have the capacity to influence those around us in this way, not just in emergencies, but in day-to-day life. At the end of my yoga practice, I like to dedicate it and I say, may this practice not just benefit me, but all I come into contact with. And on the retreats I lead after we meditate or do a practice, we often say this, right? I feel like when we make that dedication, we own that we impact the energy of the spaces we are in, of the other beings that we have contact with. So as you move about your life today, try to notice how you're showing up. Are you entering into a challenging situation, allowing it to impact you such that you react to it? Like, wishing things were different or wishing it didn't make you feel a certain way or wishing it would just change and doing your best to make it change? Or do you enter into a situation and intentionally set the tone? Be the change you want to experience. As we cultivate our wisdom and compassion and ability to create more time in that pause between perceiving a situation and our response to it, we will be more skillful in doing this as well. 
So if you're faltering with your practice these days, hang in there and remember that this is one of the reasons why we do this work, why we give a shit, why we do what we do and we want to learn about it and try to show up as best we can, right? We are all connected. And how we show up has an impact on the world. It really does matter. You matter a lot. If you like what you heard, please spread the love and share it. And if you know you need some help with this and want to learn more about how to free your mind and free your life, go to rebelbuddhist.com and grab my free Rebel Buddhist Toolkit, where you'll receive a video training on cultivating resilience, access to the private Rebel Buddhist group where I do weekly live sessions on topics just like this, and a copy of the gorgeous Rebel Buddhist Manifesto, and more for free. That's rebelbuddhist.com.